Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 2 Episode 3, it's called Static, full spoilers for the episode as always. This was very much dealing with the the fallout of everything that went down the uh, the two part opener. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like, all the, all the loose ends, all the, all the dovetails that were left were kind of dealt with. Uh, so, let's talk about Miller first. I think Miller, of course... It's the obvious starting point, I think. Because he had, he had the big moment at the end where he shot the uh, scientist yeah. at the end. And uh, so, we see that Holden's not particularly pleased with his actions. Not in the slightest. No. Uh, so, Miller is basically told to get lost. Fred Johnson lets him go, but it's basically just a case of, look, you need to go, and that's it. And it's a case of, oh, look, we're splitting back up. Yeah, that was the first thing that came out of my head. But it actually kind of makes sense, given how pissed Tolden's is. Um, it does. It's like there's a legitimate reason for it. Don't get me wrong. It's just it was clearly like, oh, OK, we want to keep him doing his own thing again. Well, what, what I thought was interesting about the early stuff with Miller in this one is, you know, he's in the bar and uh, Amos shows up and gives him like some stuff that he had had in the ship. And yeah. as soon as he walked into the frame, I'm like, you know what? If there's one of them that's going to sympathise... <laughs> Yeah, with him right now, it's going to be Amos. Yeah, and uh, weird way he kind of does, and the share their drink, and it's a really refreshing change of pace from their relationship just two episodes ago. Yeah, it's this weird understanding of each other where yeah. it, it's because like, Amos is like, oh, like I just shot him on site as well, and you know the captain's not for that kind of thing, and like you almost see it in Miller's eyes that he wants to say something about him shooting his friend, but he's like. Well, <laughs> yeah. can't can't really say much now. So, no, I, I thought that was a that was a good way of getting to him. And he he obviously hears about the uh, the frequencies and the noises coming from Eros that we we also get talked about in the other plotline. But he he goes to the the Mormon church. It's do you know, do you know what I love about all the places on these space stations? They all feel like dingy little stores, like in a a busy metropolis. So mm. even the church just feels like that. It just feels like another it's block. Like they've just the... scavenged what they can get, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Like when he goes inside, it does feel like a proper, like clinical kind of religious place. But when you're outside, it just looks like another store, like or another yeah. door. Just in another, the... just another building. Yeah. Uh, building doesn't feel quite right because it's all part of the station. It's kind of weird, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. It feels kind of like uh, you're in a mall, and it's yeah all all the all the all the different places in the mall. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. But he goes in and it's, you're like, wait, are we going this route with them? Is he, is he, is he actually thinking of joining the, the Mormons on their trip on the Navu? Yeah. And I was like, wait, are we going to be following that journey? Cause I, I just assumed that that'll set off at some point and we, and you know, that'll be it. Mm. Before this, obviously that's what I'd assumed. Yeah. And uh, then I was like, are we going to be on the ship with him? That seems really weird. And how they're going to tie that into, and Anything even, going on back here? Yeah, and even if even if he was, it's kind of like well, we're getting all this exposition of how the ship functions, and they're talking about how part of it doesn't work and all that. Uh, and it's not until the end of the episode that we realise kind of what I, he was getting at. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he actually went in with that that thought in his head, or if there was something more to it. But at the end of the episode, he comes back to Fred Johnson. And he's like, "Right, something's happening on Eros. This thing." Is doing something. It's not. It's not just. 
it's, it's one thing if it's just killed everyone and it's just going to sit there dormant. It's doing something. Uh, it's clear because of the noises that are coming from it. And he suggests that they use the Nauvoo to blow up and kill yeah, it. Yeah, because obviously they, they blew up the smaller ship last season with the nuke. Hmm. And they're like, well, okay, that's cool. But now there's an entire space station. Yeah. And it's in an asteroid, so it's even... Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's not small. So that was kind of the 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 cliffhanger at the end of the episode that we left on, is that, oh, right, we've got this idea for them to steal the Mormon ship, which I have no... I mean, I, they probably told us a figure last season, I can't remember, but billions of dollars, probably. You would assume so, because they made a point of saying it was like one of the biggest the, the biggest ship ever built. Oh, yeah, they, they measure it in kilometres. You don't typically yeah. measure ships in kilometres. No, no, you don't. And it wasn't even just long; it was a kilometer wide as well. I, I think it was. Pre- t- I think it was ten high and two wide, yeah. or ten long, I suppose. Yeah. I'd, I'd go with long. Yeah, it feels weird to have a ship that's. I feel like it's it's kind of vertically positioned where they're building it, so I'm saying high. Uh, I feel like once it's. Yeah, yeah, but it'll go a long ways. Well, like the space stations, I think it's got like a revolving system, so. It, yeah. Like what way up it is is debatable. I think. It's ten by two. It's ten by two. That's that's good enough. Let's just go with that. But the point is, that's that's it's sizable. Huge. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like the size of a town. A small town. It's still a town. It's, it's still a count. Yeah. They talk about having schools inside it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, because you, that's just the physical dimensions. Obviously, you've got it curves, so the yeah. circumference of it is probably like much bigger when you think of it in that sense. And. Uh, They've basically got this nice park in the middle. He talks about they've got it's meant to emulate a summer day on Earth. Yeah, and they can grow all their stuff on there. Yeah, so that's the plan at the end. Ballsy. It is. But the, I'd argue the main plot is probably the interrogation of the 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 one scientist who didn't get killed uh, last episode because Miller did his job. Yeah, because Miller actually did his job before he went all gun ho on the other guy. He, he they, they try and interrogate him and it doesn't work. Like Holden tries to sort of, you know, in a traditional sense interrogate him, and it doesn't work. And what they discover after the fact is that this guy has had his brain altered he, with magnets. With magnets, he can't feel empathy. That's been taken yeah. away from him. he. So trying to like appeal to him because that's essentially what Holden did. He appeal, tried to appeal to him, saying, "Oh, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. You know, where's your humanity?" Blah blah blah. blah. He can't feel that. It's it's just physically not in his system. So what I love about it. It's like uh, it, it's clearly not his fault. It's it's clear when he was recruited, this mm. was something that was done to him to make sure that he would follow orders and just do the project. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the scope that they did this to everyone on that project. It's like, damn, they really went for it. They oh, really it, wanted people just to do this. It's super dark, and it completely makes sense that that's how he sees this. All these people in the space station—they're just lab rats to him. They're, they're yeah, not. and it, it makes it really weird for for this guy because obviously he gets uh, likened to a pedophile, and so obviously you you villainize him. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's not really his fault. He was a victim of this. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what Amos says because Amos is in for a little chat, and I was just thinking he was going to beat the, the the crap out of him. Yep, because because. Because the, the uh, psychiatrist or doctor lady who came in and told them about the magnets and the they're not feeling empathy, the the line she specifically said that made me think that Amos was going to go ape shit on him, was she said, "The only life he can care about is his own," mm. and I thought, "Well, you threatened that then." <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And I thought that's what Amos was going to do. But no, Amos actually played it quite smart. He said, yeah, if you if you try and accuse them and demand answers, they won't talk to you. But if you show the thing they like, they care about, if you show the thing they're obsessed with, and they like to a paedophile, if you show them a picture of the kid, they'll start talking with affection. Same thing here. You show them the sounds that are coming from Eros in his scientific curiosity and excitement will yeah. go haywire. They'll start talking about it. So- I, I actually think this was a really interesting episode for Amos because obviously we had we talked about the stuff with Miller and then this he kind of he's similar to this scientist in a way that often he doesn't portray any empathy he just does the job mm. and he, it's almost like he uh, can sympathise with this guy because he he gets how he feels yeah it's like he relates even though yeah. as far as we know no magnets have been in play as far as we know yeah as far as we know. Uh, actually, I forgot. I forgot to mention uh, just on Miller's side of things. Just the entire scene that played out uh, with him in the kids' bedroom, and even when the kid, the, you know, the, the the kid that was in the last episode that we seen in season mm. one as well. Uh, even the scene at the end of the bar where he's like Miller tries to walk off in the other direction, and the the, the kids like drag him. Yeah, because uh, Miller's just going to wander off to wherever. Uh, all of it very amusing. Yes. Good, good, good comedy. Miller being disgruntled by the music, uh, which obviously is the when we first learn about the fact that this is all the noise that's actually coming from the yeah, the sp- kind of horrifying. I mean, they're kind of obviously the music version of it. They've added stuff into it and they've messed with it to make it sound more like music. But we we hear the regular version and you know Holden and Fred Johnson and everyone like yeah something's going on there. And even the scientist talks about it's building something and it's it's adapting with each new person. It's, it's trying to get off. It's learning. Well, here's what I'm thinking. It's making noises. Is it trying to call to someone? Potentially. Uh, that also... Is it technically one organism? Because obviously it's infected all these separate people, right? Do, are they still one like hive mind, or do they physically have to communicate to each other still now? I'm not entirely... Like, I'm wondering if they're just communicating to each other. Feels like a hive mind to me. It feels like one mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they could say otherwise, but so far it feels like a hive mind to me. Uh, it would beg the question of, is just a weapon that something else fired at Earth? Like, why is it calling back? Is it calling back because, oh, I didn't make it? Come, come, <laughs> come sort this out. Yeah. Uh, although, that said, we got a good comment last week explaining that it's entirely, or it's more likely that whoever sent this sent it a long time ago. Because of the distance it probably travelled and so on yeah. and so forth. So they probably already know it didn't work. Probably, yeah. Um, and it got stuck for a long time, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, so they might even be on their way already if they're, if they're like, oh, that didn't work, let's get there with something else or whatever. Yeah. See, my assumption, they kept on like, oh, it's building something. I assumed some sort of ship or something to get off Eros. Maybe I I don't know because like it feels like it's building. I mean, again, we've not seen any of it, so it's, I'm just going purely or based on feeling here. But it, it feels like it's building something inside it rather than maybe an external a, a, a transmitter. Yeah, like maybe it's like it's doing this singing or whatever the, the noises it's doing, and maybe that's like meant for someone out there to hear and all understand it. But maybe it won't go far enough, so it's building a way it's of boosting boost it. Yeah. yeah, or it, maybe it's building something to, to sustain it you know because we know well, yeah, like, it, it looks off power yeah but but it, uh, see this is where i'm not sure do we know how these stations are powered is it a sustainable source like will it just keep going forever or will it run out don't they use the, the minerals and stuff that they all get i don't know 
I'll do that. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I'm just going because... It... No, because I'm just wondering, like, is it is it building, like, a way of having sustainable power so it can, you know, feed indefinitely? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, but then again, sure. they, they keep talking about reactors. Maybe the reactors are infinite, or maybe they're not. I don't know. See, a reactor implies materials, you yeah. know, like fusion and fission, and that that stuff gets used up still, so it, it can't be infinite. Yeah, so maybe it's doing something on that to sustain itself, or maybe... I don't know, I feel like we've not actually shown any of it. We, all, all we've seen so far this season of Eros is just the exterior. We've seen the outside of it. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. little flashes from last season stuff. Yeah, but it's all stuff we saw in the finale yeah, last yeah. year, so yeah, there's been no new... And I feel like we're going to build up until the season finale this year, where we finally go back in. And, and we'll, it's going to look completely different. Yeah, how much has it changed? It may not be the finale, but I'm just... It could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it could be. And, uh, like, how, how different will it be and what, what's going on? So, that this very much seems to... I kind of like that everything's still revolving around the same thing. It feels very natural the way it's progressed in that sense. It does, so. and it's the same, like, we talk about with the, the Earth and Mars conflict. It's still mm. revolving around that. That was still there. It's just an evolution of what we had before. There's not, It's not new things entirely. Yeah, so Holden's setting that... Amos seems to be working very well with them. Uh, one, one little point I did like again, going back to like thinking Amos might go ape shit on the the prisoner, is in the first interrogation scene when uh, Holden's trying to talk to him and try to get stuff out of him and it's not working. There's this. It's just a simple shot, but one of the the shots of the the scientist. It's a low angled shot, sort of dead like profile side view, and it's low angle looking up at Amos looking down at him. And Amos was typically out of focus, but he was always yeah. there looking down at him and it just made Amos look really intimidating it was just a nice little touch to make him always you're always aware of his presence in the vicinity of him not anyone else him I I also liked it just before it was when they went in to get him you know after the, the prisoner beats the dude with the bench yes and they go in and restrain him and they press him against the glass and you just have the shot from like, over his shoulder you see his face against the glass just looking out at Amos on the other side just staring in just studying <laughs> it really showed like he he had control there. Like even though he wasn't doing anything, he was just standing there watching. It felt like he knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he yeah, creepy dude. He's really really creepy in this. But it feels like he'll keep working with them as long as he gets to keep analyzing the data. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he's obsessed with. Which is kind of like uh, the main guy last week as well. Like he was. I mean, he was more. He had more of a sort of uh, goal in the same way that, you know, the others do, like, are human characters, because he believed in what he was doing, but it seems like this guy is kind of along that lines, even though it's because part of, his, part of his program not to care about all the people that he's going to kill in his wake. Yeah. So, no, that's uh, that's, that's cool. Uh, it led to some interesting revelations. Mm. Uh, so elsewhere in the episode, we followed the the Mars crew again, uh, led by Draper and her sort of team of four, the team of four Marines that uh, have their pure advanced suits and all the rest of it. And uh, the episode actually starts with uh, the the Mars Moon base that Earth was going to destroy, and it, uh, that happens at the start. We see the rockets yeah. blow up, and the reaction to this on the ship is Draper even more so is like, "Yeah, I'm ready for war. <laughs> let's go." Yeah, let's like go she wasn't things. before. <laughs> and our superiors like, "No, our mission is to go and uh, secure this food supply. We're going to go do that." Uh, is that understood, soldier? And she she, she reluctantly agrees because she believes in command and all that. Most most of their stuff though in this one. Uh, they ended in this in the first episode uh, about how there's the one guy who's originally from Earth and he emigrated to yep. Mars, and because this this all this tension's kicking off, 
they're really like basically being racist about him being from Earth and pretty much con- making all these little digs, and it creates this tension. Draper's not getting involved in it, but the other two that are on the the crew are properly into him, and it especially the other girl. Yeah, the other girl, and it leads to a confrontation. He ends up accidentally punching Draper because uh, it, it kicks off between two of them, and she tries to pull him back, and she ends up punching him, and Draper. We at least learn that she won't take a punch. She will punch back, and she knocks him down. Yeah, breaks um, his jaw, I think, or something. By the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, he mentioned. I don't think it was broken jaw. It may have been fractured or something like that. Uh, Fracture is a break. Okay, fine. It's just, it's just a small break. It's, it's not. Yeah, but if you say broken jaw, it's a. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Just bigger, bigger deal. And uh, it's basically just all them. I mean, they have their moment at the end uh, where they kind of silently like just go up and like hand him a tool and help him and even the even the sort of the, the blonde girl who was especially uh racist comes up and kind of pats him in the back and is like yeah we're all martians yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so again n- not a whole lot there but it just sort of simple again it's letting us get to know these characters a little bit yeah admittedly, i'm really enjoying it i think draper's fascinating Dra- draper's an interesting character admittedly i don't know the three other characters names yet uh but i'm sure we'll get there in time aye uh, at least I'm getting a sense though I feel like there's the third there's the, the third guy, there's the second guy uh, there's the guy who's from Earth, there's the blonde chick I'm getting a good sense of those two it's just that last guy that I don't really have any Yeah, I don't yet. know anything of him yeah, I mean, like... He kind of joins in obviously on the the anti-Earth stuff but there's not much more to it, he just kind of follows in her lead It's not. Yeah, he hasn't had anything that's his own yet, yeah. obviously Drape is very well defined he's got the Earth stuff she's got the 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 going against him he's just kind of been there kind of following the crowd but again they've not had that much screen time and it's just they haven't they're, they're still they're, they're, this was all still a built character i assume it's probably going to feel pretty epic when we get to the point halfway through the season where they actually get to properly do something like actually when they get to suit up and go on a mission yeah especially since it'll probably intersect at some point with our characters yeah you got to assume so haven't you yeah so that that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, Avasarala, a couple of small scenes, but key scenes because she sends her secret message to uh, to Fred Johnson, and her her spy henchman dude that's doing the, all this for her is like, "Now are you sure? Because they're going to hang us for this if they catch it." <laughs> so, yeah, and she's like, "No, nah, no, nah, just give me you bald bastard," and she sends this she message. Definitely didn't say it like that. Hey, she dropped an f bomb later on in the episode. She did. Uh, yeah. Because because Fred Johnson gets the message and he's talking to his OPA, uh, sort of his second in command, I think she is, or high up, whatever. Yeah. And he's talking, he's like, and she's like, do you think this is real? Because our message obviously says, oh, right, I've been lying about you in the media because of this, but I need your help. We need to stop this war. We need, if there's anything you can give me on this, this Earth faction that's doing this, you know, let, let me know, uh, kind of thing. And he... He says, all right, I think I've got something that she can work with. I think there's some information I can give her. And it looks like what he sends her is the location of a stealth ship and like, the trajectory of all the stuff that went on with in season one that we kept talking about with the yeah, ships. Yeah, it was definitely the stealth ship. Because uh, obviously that popped up and the tra- trajectories were there. Yeah. I assume that was the ship from before. Yeah, I think it was just explaining all the stuff from that we were constantly talking about in season one. It was that whole... That, that yeah, ship from obviously we, we saw it and experienced yeah. it all, but she had nothing on that. Yeah, so I think that's what all that was. 
But yeah, she she drops an F bomb when it when it cuts to her. She, she you just see her getting it. You don't see her really look into it that much. She just it pops up. You see a couple of quick shots of it, and she's like, "What the f is this?" And it's just it's actually like a really great moment because it yeah. is like all this information that we spent the entire season on. I think unless there's more to it that we don't see yet. But yeah, but if if I feel like if there was more, we'd have been shown it. Like, probably we'd have seen why she was so shocked. Other other than just oh, it's everything we already knew. Yeah, probably. Uh, all small subplot. And Naomi, she she tries. She has a bit of a fight with Holden, uh, where she kind of like sympathizes with Miller, and that pisses Holden off. And she goes off, and her and Alex uh, are with uh, the OPA chick, uh, mm. and like, all right, let's fix the ship. We can fix. You know, it. You know, this almost blew you to smithereens, and this almost uh, for sure killed all of you. But we can fix the ship, uh, which I like. I like that they're treating this one fight this seriously like oh no we're going to spend an episode fixing the ship because it was that bad they can't just go flying yeah and, and just not to jump over too much but alex really feels it with him doing oh, yeah. the simulation over and over and over yeah he just kind of done that in the background until holden comes up and speaks to him and he's like look we lost 25 people on that that fedex crate <laughs> yeah it was like that, that was my bad yeah uh he doesn't say fedex but that's that's how i'm referring to it it's the fedex crate yeah uh, but no, Naomi ends up bonding with this uh, the OPA chick because she's also OPA. And she, by the way, she's done a very good version of the accent. This chick, uh, you know, the one that uh, mm. Jared Harris was doing last year, and I've, I've noticed yeah. a couple of the other ones doing it. And it's like the OPA accent of the Bellers that some of them have. And she bonds with her. They go drinking and dancing, and they play a sport where they use it's their hands. It's basically squash, but, but, but they the just hands. use their hands instead of rackets because the hardcore who needs a racket. Well, they clearly couldn't afford rackets on uh, out on the belt. No, I think it's a sign of toughness. Your hand's good enough. You don't need a... Could that be that? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Why she, not? She played with baseball bats. I feel like that's a true challenge. That'd be a real challenge, actually. Because <laughs> rackets is kind of easy. You know, you've got a big big shape. You've got a lot of surface area. Yeah, it's a big oval. Ball with. Yeah, you've got a, yeah. got a net on it kind of thing. Yeah, well, I don't really have much to say for this. It's just she, she bonds with us. We get a little bit maybe more of what her life used to be like through this. Yeah, obviously we never really seen anything. We don't really even hear any of it that much, other than maybe that one scene where she was bonding with Holden last season. Yeah, I, I think I think what maybe works for it is obviously she comes back at the ship at the end and Holden sees her and they, they kind of bury the small hatchet they maybe had from the fight. It's like, okay, we need to be in this together. And she's like, yeah, we'll do this. But I think what this episode does is it gave everyone this kind of breather. It showed that Amos isn't really one for going off and doing other things. He he wants to always be on the cause. Holden, of course, is dedicated. But it shows you that she's a character who does need to kind of blow off steam. And she does, when she has that fight, she doesn't stick around and let things be awkward. She does go off and do other things. And Yeah, she she needs the downtime. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, of course, is upset. She, she's in a way, the most human out of the characters right now, because she does need the, the... Alex is obsessed with, oh, I lost this, I need to do this simulation a hundred times. Yeah. Amos it doesn't know what to do, you know, except from being the mission. on the Just, mission. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, follow the orders of the captain or Naomi or whoever. It's interesting that he's, like, openly just calling Holden the captain now, though. Yeah, he's, he's kind of accepted it. He's settled into that role. It's really I natural. think the turning point was, uh, you know, when Holden had the gun to his head. Hmm. I think that was the turning point where even though Holm probably wouldn't have followed through, it was like he had the balls to, to step up and, and force his command. Yeah. And I think Amos respects that. Yeah. I think it, it builds this dysfunctional family kind of vibe where they, they all kind of trust and respect each other. 
Uh, it's almost a shame that Miller's not a part of that now because he, he fits so well into that, that, he did, he that did. scene I'm, in the first I'm episode. I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Probably. Uh, but yeah, that, that was episode three. Setting up a lot of things, putting a lot of new ideas out there. Uh, obviously, we took a break from the action because... Well, we have to. <laughs> but that's they spent all their budget on the, on all that that ship battle last time. Yeah, the next episode where it's just mostly insets. No, yeah, less CG ships shooting at things and whatnot. Just a CG ball. <laughs> what ball? You know when when they were playing the squash when it was coming at the screen, it proper looked CG to me. Oh, was it? Okay, I never even yeah. noticed. I was to be fair, it was moving fast enough that I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was one of those weird moments where that stood out more as CG than some of the ship battles did. Fair enough. Um, there you go. That's Expanse Episode 3, Season 2. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Uh, and interestingly, some people have been commenting and like telling us, like just expanding on stuff. Like Some people last week told us more about this Marine group and what the, the, the new initials stood for. They were the Marines versus the sort of the Navy that we'd yeah. been seeing in Season 1. And it was just good little bits of information, maybe from the books, or just people who are obsessed enough to really pay attention to all the little details. Yeah. And it's nice to have that stuff filled in. So uh, thanks for that. Keep us and and apparently we're not even through the first book yet, uh, as what I also learned from the comments last week. Yeah, and and we we heard that and we were like, how many books are there? I think there was like five so far, with a few more seven so far, or something with a, with a few more planned. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Obviously, I doubt we're going to get all the books translated, which might work out, might not. But so yeah. far, so good. And so, you'll notice this was much more timely this week. Oh yeah, because the internet wasn't out for a Aye. day and a half. Uh, you'll notice we're actually on schedule, and this is roughly when you can expect it. Yeah, pretty much. Give or, give or take a couple hours. But thank you very much for watching. Let us know what you thought. Like and subscribe. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge. Get our individual Twitters on the screen. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you next time.